There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Lewis Intefel of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Oh, you can do better for the Lord. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be here tonight? Is there excitement in the air? Are you ready for an impartation? Right. Once again, I want to welcome you to the first night of our Holy Ghost Convention. Hallelujah. We, we believe something great is going to happen these four days. And our lives definitely will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, it is time to hear the word of God. And God has prepared an anointed man of God. Hallelujah. You know, this convention is the Holy Ghost Convention. And tonight, there is a Holy Ghost professor in the house. Somebody who has a real relationship with the Holy Spirit and flows in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The nicest thing about it is that he is our father. And the father always has a good mind and wants the best for his children. Hallelujah. He's also the chairman of the Anakazo Assembly's denomination. And tonight, he's here to bless us and to anoint us and to impart our lives. If you are excited, stand to your feet as we welcome... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a wonderful cup offering. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Having all are happy to be here tonight. Well, I'm happy to announce to you that over the next four days, the Lord is going to change your life. God is going to revive you. I said, God is going to revive you and strengthen you. By Friday, 
your Christian life will be at a very high level. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's a blessing to be back to my own home. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it a blessing? Recently, the bishop was telling me, when I asked you to go and start AA, I did not ask you to leave Kologono. Amen. So, uh, my eyes have to be in two places and several places at the same time. And uh, for those of you who are not aware, all right, the next bishop who is coming here is Bishop Hamish Odoi to pastor this church. How many of you have not heard about it? How many of you have not heard about it? Bishop Hamish is coming to pastor the Kolokono There's something about your, your sound. Hallelujah. But uh, home is home. How many of you know that home is home? And let me use this opportunity to thank Reverend Jude and uh, Timo for Vasias for putting together the Holy Ghost Convention. Clap your hands for the Lord. This convention is about the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful unto you for the opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you, mighty Holy Spirit, the helper in our life. That in these four days, your presence is here to revive us. Many of us are weakened and backslidden. Many of us have left, we have lost our joy of salvation. Many of us need healing and, and a revival. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to help us. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, mostly at this convention, I'm going to be teaching. Hallelujah. Because, because the subject of the Holy Spirit is a subject that is not understood by most Christians. So, my prayer is that by the end of this convention, you will know the Holy Spirit. You will begin to relate and walk with Him. And He will become a special helper that is supposed to be in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So, for the next four days, I will be talking about different aspects of the Holy Spirit. And I want to begin today to talk about the Holy Spirit, the forgotten helper. The Holy Spirit, the forgotten helper. Hallelujah. Now, one of the greatest promises Jesus made to his disciples before returning to heaven at the end of his earthly ministry was the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit was going to become the helper to the church. Amen. Now, in John chapter 14 and verse 16, look at John chapter 14 and verse 16. All right. And I'll pray the Father, 
And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will leave you, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Hallelujah. The white comforter, which Jesus used in John 14, 16, is translated from the Greek word parakletos. And parakletos means an intercessor, consoler, advocate, comforter, someone called to one side, a helper, and an assistant. Hallelujah. But the most important um, translation of that word is the word helper. Amen. It's the word helper. So Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will send you another helper, another intercessor, another consoler. Hallelujah. Another assistant. Now, the let's look at some other translations of this um, verse. The English uh, Standard Version, ESV. English Standard Version. I don't know whether you have it. But it says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. I see the word helper. How many of you have seen the word helper? Alright. The NIV says, and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Hallelujah. Is that the NIV? Huh? That's another translation. And I'll ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you. Then the NIV says, and I'll ask the Father, and He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Amen. Alright, now, when you look at the English dictionary, Alright. It defines the word helper. And it defines helper as aid, assistant, collaborator, co-worker, partner, ally, companion, fellow worker, friend, helpmate, right-hand man, supporter, and calling. These are all dictionary definitions of the word helper. So, brothers and sisters, when Jesus said in John 14, 16, that he was going to send another helper to us, in effect, what Jesus was saying is that he's going to send somebody who was going to be our aid 
The Holy Spirit is somebody who aids you. He said he was sending as somebody who was going to be our assistant. The Holy Spirit is an assistant in your life. So when you sit at your shop and you are selling, the Holy Spirit is your assistant. Recently when uh, the presiding bishop was celebrating his birthday and was cutting the cake, all right, Someone was going to help him. Then he said, no. Today he wants to cut his birthday with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, so he cut the birthday. He said, the Holy Spirit is, is here helping me to cut the, the birthday cake. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is Jesus was sending someone who is going to be your assistant. Jesus was sending someone who is going to be your collaborator. To calibrate your effort. Jesus was sending somebody who was going to be your co-worker. So, the Holy Spirit in your life is a co-worker. Amen? The Bible says that we are workers together with God. As laborers. Hallelujah. When Jesus said, he was going to send a helper, alright? It, it, it meant that he was, going to, he was going to send somebody who was going to be your partner. So the Holy Spirit is your partner. Wow! How many of you are understanding that? Alright? He was going to send somebody who was going to be your ally. An ally is somebody who is always helping you. So for example, if you take uh, the world military alliances, one of them is a transatlantic uh, uh, treaty organization, NATO, which is made up of America and the European countries. It's a military alliance, and they call themselves allies. If you attack one, everybody will come and join to fight you. So the Holy Spirit is there as your ally. And when you are under attack, Instead of you fighting alone, the Holy Spirit comes to fight with you and to defend you. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? When Jesus said he was going to send a, a helper, he was talking about someone who was going to be our companion. Who is a companion? Companion is somebody that you travel with, or you move with, or you walk with. So in your life, there is somebody who is with you, who moves with you, who walks with you, who travels with you, who sits with you, who discusses with you. Amen? Hallelujah. He also meant that you are sending somebody who is going to be your fellow worker. And then someone was going to be your friend. So the Holy Spirit is a friend to you. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That God that created you is your friend. Many times when I go to the presence of the Lord, I say, Holy Spirit, thank you. What a wonderful thing that you, my Lord, you are my friend. And you are with me. And you are by me. Hallelujah. 
He meant he was going to be someone, he was going to send someone who was going to be your helpmate. Your helpmate. Yeah. Your helpmate. Somebody who was going to be your right hand man. The Holy Spirit is your right hand man. Isn't that amazing? A friend, a co-worker, a co-laborer, eh? a collaborator, an ally. This was saying, eh? a helpmate, and your right hand man. When Jesus said he was going to send to us a helper, it meant that he was going to send somebody. Who was going to be our calling? Can you imagine that? That the Holy Spirit is your calling. So in the ministry, he's our calling. In your business, you may have your business partners who are human beings. Alright? But the greatest calling in that business, in that work that you are doing, is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that he was going to send someone who was going to be your intercessor. The Bible says that uh, 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 we do not know how to pray for as we all, but the Spirit himself eh, makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So the Holy Spirit is our intercessor. I will never forget many, many years ago uh, when I was um, in the Tema church, pastoring the Tema church at a point. And in the middle of the night, I woke up. I was asleep and I woke up like 1 a.m. or so and I couldn't sleep again. I did everything that I could to sleep, to go back to sleep. I couldn't. The sleep just left me. I changed my pillow, I doubled my pillow, took my pillow, you know, did everything. So, at a point, I realized, that, look, why don't you just pray? Then also, I did not have anything to pray about. Because I was not intending to have a prayer meeting. I wanted to sleep. So, I sat on my bed and spoke in tongues. And when you speak in tongues, you are speaking, yeah, it's a spirit that is praying. It is your, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Holy Spirit that is praying through you. So I prayed in tongues for a long time until the sleep came back and I went to sleep. Early in the morning, the wife of my main assistant at that time called me and said, Pastor, my husband fell sick in, in the middle of the night. His temperature shot up to 39. We rushed him to the hospital. You see, the Holy Spirit who is my intercessor and your intercessor knew about what that pastor was going through and he woke me up and helped me to intercede for whatever attack the enemy had placed upon me. That is why if you are a Christian you must speak in, in tongues. And at this convention one of the things that we are going to do is that we are going to have Holy Ghost baptism. Yes. If you, if you don't speak in tongues, we are going to pray for you to speak in tongues. 
Because when you speak in tongues, it is your spirit that is praying. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Your mind does not understand anything. But your spirit prays and directs things. Hallelujah. When Jesus said he was going to send another comforter, another helper, alright, he meant that he was going to send someone who was going to be your supporter. Your greatest supporter is not your father. Your greatest supporter is not your wife. Your greatest supporter is not even your pastor. Your your greatest supporter in this life, the one who is sharing and supporting you and helping you mightily is the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Jesus meant that you are sending somebody who is going to be your consoler. Somebody who is going to be your advocate. An advocate is a lawyer. Amen. How many of you know that lawyers are important? You will never know that lawyers are important until you get a case. Yes. Until you get a case. Yeah. Because you see, even when you are a lawyer, you can't defend yourself. You yourself, the lawyer, must go for a lawyer to defend you. And the Holy Spirit is your advocate. An advocate is someone who argues for you. Who argues for you. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is arguing for you. Wow. Speaking on your behalf. Speaking on your behalf. Hallelujah. When Jesus said he was sending a helper, he meant he was sending someone who was going to be a comforter. And finally, of course, he meant he was sending somebody who was going to be a helper. Now, I hear you go home. You see, why did Jesus make this promise? Jesus made this promise because earthly life is not easy. The Bible said that we do not have a high priest who cannot himself be touched eh, with our infirmities. But because he himself has suffered, he is able to be a high priest. You see, Jesus himself had been on earth even though he was God, he was a man. Alright? And he had experienced earthly life. He has seen the poverty. He has seen the diseases. He has seen the helplessness and the hopelessness of men. He has seen the afflictions of Satan. He has seen diseases. He has seen sufferings. So Jesus knew that earthly life was not easy. Now, just before he went away, the ministry that he had started of showing of bringing people into the kingdom of God, he had handed it over to his disciples. Do you understand it? But even these disciples who had been with Jesus for three years, they quarreled among themselves. They showed a lot of weaknesses. He saw a lot of You know, the weaknesses of humanity amongst them. So listen, 
Jesus knew that if these disciples were going to succeed in carrying out the ministry that he was living with them, they would need divine help. He knew that there was no way they would succeed without divine help. He knew that they needed assistance from heaven. How many of you are here? Because, because Jesus himself, through his earthly ministry, depended on the help of the Holy Spirit. Why, why, why did Jesus say he was sending a helper, an advocate, a consoler, a comforter, a helper, an ally, a co-worker, a supporter, a helpmate, a colleague to us, to the church? Why? Because that is what the Holy Spirit had been to him during his earthly life and earthly ministry. Don't forget that Jesus came to the face of the earth as a man. Yes. Look at Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Now today, I'm not preaching for long, so make sure that you are here. Huh? Now, look at the English Standard Version. Here's me. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Hallelujah. Now notice that the scripture said that Jesus emptied himself, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. Hallelujah. Now being a man meant he himself needed divine help for his earthly ministry. Yeah. Being a man. Eh? Being a man meant that he himself needed divine help. Help from above for his early ministry. Watch this. Jesus was on the face of the earth for 33 years. For 30 of those years, he did not do any ministry. He did not do any ministry. He grew up. Luke 2.40, he grew up in wisdom and stature. Mark 6, they asked, is this not a carpenter? Jesus was into carpentry. For 30 years, for 30 years, he did not preach, he did not teach, he did not heal the sick, he did not do any miracles. For 30 good years, he grew up and he was into carpentry. I am trying to explain to you why Jesus said 
He was sending a helper. Because Jesus knew that on this earth, without the help of the Holy Spirit, a child of God cannot have a life of victory. So, when it was about 30 years, Jesus went to be baptized. Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. He went to be baptized. And when he was baptized, the Holy Ghost came upon him in a bodily form. And Jesus received the Holy Spirit. Then from there, Luke 4, 1, he was led by the Spirit into the desert where he prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and became so anointed and filled with power that Jesus became transformed. So in Luke 4, 14, the Bible says he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. Then on the Sabbath day, this carpenter who has been walking around, no, they knew him. They knew him. Who had been walking around in Nazareth on the Sabbath day, he went to church. Now when he went to church, look at what he said in Luke chapter 4. Alright? From verse 16. From verse 16. The Bible says, alright, and he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Now, give, give, me, give me a lighter a lighter translation. Go back. Give me maybe NIV. Or NLT. Okay. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. On rowing it, he found a place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind. The release, to release the oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he wrote up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fasting on him. Now wait. Just keep it there. You see, the scripture that he meant eh? was a messianic scripture. This concerned the Messiah as prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. But here was this young man that they all knew how he was born. They knew his mother. They knew his brothers. They knew his father. They knew his sisters. They knew him as a carpenter. Alright? And they did not think much about him. He had an ordinary life like everybody else. He didn't go to school. I'm sure he did some people's chairs that they were not very happy about. Then, here was this young man saying that, reading this scripture. Now, when he read the scripture, watch this. When he read the scripture, because as for scripture, you can read it. We can all read scriptures. 
now read scriptures. So no problem. So you read the scripture and sat down but watch. The Bible says that and all eyes, the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fasting on him. Why? Because it's like, why do you read this scripture? What, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Mr. Jesus Carpenter, son of Joseph, what are you trying to say? You see, today as we are sitting down here, your life is ordinary. There, there, there doesn't seem to be any nothing around you, about you, about, about you, in you, that should let people take note of you. Nobody seems to think that not, something good will come out of you. Your family doesn't think much about you. I mean, you are so young, you are so poor, you don't have much education and all that, but that is until the helper is until the helper has not come. When the helper comes into your life, you see, because look at the next verse. And he began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, the scripture that I have mentioned, the person who has been anointed to preach to teach, to heal, is me. It's me. Charlie, and from that time, from that time, from that time, Jesus started his ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, sit down. I am talking about the Holy Spirit, the forgotten helper. And I'm just about to finish. Where did this Holy Spirit come from? Tomorrow, I'll be teaching on who is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit that came on Jesus. Where did he come from? And where did he come from? You see, I'm trying to explain to you, see, because after this convention, you are not going to do anything without turning to the Holy Spirit. Without seeking the Holy Spirit. Without talking to the Holy Spirit. Without praying to the Holy Spirit. Without asking this mighty helper to help you in your life. So, let's set, let's set the scene in heaven. Before the foundations, before the foundations of the earth. Because the Bible said that Jesus was a lamb that was slain. Before the foundations of the earth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this is what had happened. I listen to me. How many of you are at the back? Now listen. The Godhead, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, they had a meeting. What was the meeting about? How they could save their treasured 
creation, man. Their treasured creation, man, had fallen to sin. Rebellion had rejected God and had now become the captive of God's number one enemy, Satan. Man had rejected God and had voluntarily surrounded his dominion over the earth and himself to Satan. So Satan was now the ruler of the earth. Second Corinthians chapter 4, uh, 3 and 4. Ephesians 2, 2. He's the prince of the power of the air and he's the God of this world. So now, they needed, I listen, to save back, redeem man that had fallen. So a decision was taken for God the Son to go to earth. To go and die and shed his blood. Why? Because in the Old Testament, sin was purged only through the sacrifice of blood. Hebrews 9.27, 9.22 Almost all things are by, by law purged by blood. And without the shedding of blood, it's no remission. Of sins. So all throughout the New Testament, the Old Testament, you see the people doing, uh, bringing uh, peace offerings, burnt offerings, sin offerings, providing animals to the priests. When, when you sin, you, you bring a, a, an animal. Then the animal is slaughtered and his blood sort of covers your sin. Amen. But, but when it came to man and his salvation, okay, that, that it was not possible. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 4. It was not possible, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4, it was not possible for the blood of animals to pay, to redeem the sins of man. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So, this time alone, the sins of men required a special blood. And that blood was the blood of the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Savior. So before the foundations of the earth, Christ was slain. His blood, give me that scripture, Revelations. His blood was not shed when he died on the cross. It was before the foundations of the earth. Hallelujah. Are you going home? Eh? Speaking the Holy Ghost. Now look at Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Look at it. Alright. The Bible says that and all that dwell all that dwell upon the earth 
shall worship him whose names are and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of of life of the lamb slain from the foundations of the world. The lamb slain from the foundations of the earth. Which means that, okay, before the foundations of the earth, that is when Jesus was slain. What he came to do on earth was a manifestation, the physical manifestation of what has been done spiritually. First Peter one twenty. First Peter one twenty. First Peter one twenty. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Are you seeing that? Eh? Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world? Give me the NIV. First Peter one twenty. All right. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. So, so what Jesus came to do, alright, was a manifestation of what had been done even before the foundations of the earth. I told you that there was a meeting. So Jesus agreed to come. But he could not come as God. He had the earth is the domain of humans. It's not the domain of God and of spirits. So Jesus had to become a man. Why? Look at me. Everybody. The best way, if you saw that ants, some ants had a problem, the best way to help them is for you yourself to become an ant. Otherwise, if you try as a human being to help because of your size, even your hand alone trying to separate can crush them. So for God to come to this earth to help us die to serve, he had to become a man. Then also, it was a man who voluntarily gave up the dominion of the earth. The first Adam voluntarily gave up the, the dominion of the earth to Satan. So if God wanted to take the dominion back, then he had to take not God, not a spirit, not an angel, but a second Adam, Jesus Christ, a man to come. Give the Lord a wonderful clap of him. Watch this. They knew that if Jesus came as an ordinary man, it was very risky. It was very risky. Number one, there are a lot of temptations on this earth. So as a man, before you realize, you have gone for somebody's wife. Jesus is having erections. Sleeping with people's wives. No, because that's the problem 
that we have on this earth. Then disease, before he realized he's sick. Then, before he realized, even men have arrested him to beat him. You get it? So it was a very risky journey. Very dangerous. So, this was the agreement. For Jesus to come as God and become a man, he had to be a special man. He had to be a superman. He had to be a man of supernatural powers. He had to be a man whose wisdom surpassed all the wisdom of all men. He had to be a man who has so much power above all the powers of magicians, juju men, sorcerers, witches that were already on earth. How many of you understand that? Now, the person who had that power, the person who could make Jesus a supernatural man, the person who could cause Jesus to walk in supernatural power at the meeting, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, was the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost said, you take the lead. You take the lead. Go. Go to the face of the earth. You be there. Try to know the place. Grow up. See how the place looks like. But around the time that you are about to start your ministry, I will come and I will come and help to do what you are supposed to do. Oh, clap your hands for Jesus. For 30 years, he didn't do anything. He just walked around like an ordinary man until he received the Holy Spirit. Now, that is why when he was going, he told the disciples, Go and preach, do the work of God, but wait, wait. 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 There is somebody. He said, when I go, I'll pray to the Father that He will send you another helper just like me. I have been with you for three years. Remember, I, I fed you. Remember, I encouraged you. Remember, I healed you. Remember, I walked with you. I did everything for you. I am going. Okay? I will pray the Father to send somebody just like me. To come to be with you and be your helper. Now listen. Ten days. Ten days. After Jesus resurrected. After Jesus ascended into heaven. On the day of Pentecost, look at it, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit 
to the disciples who were gathered in the upper room. Who were gathered in the upper room. Ten days after he has ascended. Why do I say ten days? Jesus was crucified during the feast of the Passover. The feast of Passover, all right, was the time at which, that is why they killed them, you know, very quickly. And when they came to Jesus, he was already dead. Now, the feast of Pentecost came seven weeks after the Passover. So, 50 days. When Jesus rose up, he was on the face of the earth for 40 days. He was here for 40 days. Seen by Peter, seen by Mary Magdalene, seen at one point by the, the two men at uh, Luke chapter 24 on the road of Emmaus, seen at one point by 500 people. Alright? And on the 40th day, he ascended. Now, the Passover was 50 days. After the, the, the Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. So if he was here for 40 days and he left, that means it was only 10 days. And the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. So 10 days after Jesus' ascension, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they were, and there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. So the promise that Jesus made to them that he will send the, he will send the Holy Spirit to them was fulfilled. On the day of Pentecost. Now, what was the result? These apostles, do you remember Peter? Who was running away from a little girl? Do you remember all these Thomas and all these people? Rose up and they began to preach with boldness, with power with miracles, with signs and wonders. In Acts chapter 3, eh, the layman that sat at the gate beautiful to the temple, when Peter and John saw him, said, we don't have money. Alright, but rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. In Acts chapter 9, one of the sisters died. They called Peter. When he got there, he, he raised her up. I mean, the, the, these same disciples were like weaklings suddenly became powerful. Why? Because the Holy Spirit who had helped Jesus had come to help them too. Now watch this. This is the best part of today's message. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. The forgotten helper. How many of you know that if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit as a helper, if the apostles needed the Holy Spirit as a helper, then you and I, we need him as a helper. We need him as a helper. Now, there is good news 
and there's bad news. The good news is that since the Holy Spirit came more than 2,000 years ago, he has not left. He has not left. He's on it. The bad news is that even though he's on earth, most of the people in the church have forgotten about him. So the Holy Spirit is the forgotten helper in your life. He's here to help you to choose the right wife, choose the right profession, do the right business, do the right ministry. He's here to anoint you and to guide you and to give you wisdom and to counsel you, but because you have forgotten him. Most Christians have forgotten the Holy Spirit. It is the reason why you are suffering. It is the reason for your confusion. It is the reason for your lack. It is the reason for your lack of progress. You lack wisdom. You see, look at, look at, look at um, John chapter 14 and verse 18. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. Hallelujah. I will not leave you comfortless. I see that. That word comfortless means often. So Jesus was saying, when I go, I will come back to you because I don't want you to leave you as an orphan. An orphan is somebody who doesn't have a father and a mother. And I tell you, their lives are terrible. Some of you are sitting down here. You, are, you, are, you have brains, I tell you. You are intelligent. You are intelligent. You are smart. But if you are not able to pass SHS, not because you could back but the conditions of where you have been living and the people who have been looking after you, because you are an orphan, has really, really affected you. An orphan has no help. An orphan has no support. I'm talking about a real orphan. I'm not talking about one that they have sent to an orphanage. Even those in the orphanages, many of them are taken advantage of. And Jesus said, I don't want you to be an orphan. But you know what? Do you know what? This is a sad story as I close. Remember, Harry, that even though this mighty helper, this co-worker, this supporter, this Colleen, this ally, this advocate, this companion, this helpmate, this consoler, this advocate is in your life. Most Christians are walking around in life as orphans. Many pastors are not doing well in the ministry because you are an orphan pastor. You lack the wisdom for the church. You don't know what to do. Your ministry is not working and there is a helper there. But because you don't know him and you have forgotten about him, you don't receive any help. Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is a forgotten helper in the church. But thank God for tonight. That from tonight, He will not be forgotten by you. I say He will not be forgotten by you. You are going to begin to know Him. You are going to begin to flow with Him. You are going to begin to relate with Him. You are going to begin to walk with Him. You are going to begin to seek His help. And the same Holy Spirit 
that help Jesus, the Son of God, is going to help you and your life, your business, your family, your ministry is going to change. If you believe in what I'm saying, I want you to clap your hands, lift up your voice, and give the Lord a shout. your side. Look at your side. Everybody look at your side. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. Uh, Look at your back. He's there. Look at your left. He's there. Listen. How many of you believe that as a Christian you have the Holy Spirit? He has been there since you became a Christian. <laughs> he was prophesied according to Isaiah chapter 2 to be the spirit of wisdom, to give you wisdom. To be the spirit of understanding, to give you understanding. To be the, the spirit of counsel, to be your counselor, advisor. To be the spirit of mind, to give you strength. To be the spirit of knowledge. To give you knowledge, information, data. To, to be the spirit of the fear of the Lord. To help you to fear God. And to live a life of righteousness. He, he is the spirit of power. He is the spirit of life. He is the one that resurrected people from death. He is a quickener. Jesus said, the flesh profited nothing. He is the spirit of quickness. And can you imagine that this powerful helper is completely forgotten? I believe that this is one of the greatest evils that Satan has done to the church of Jesus Christ. The lack of knowledge by the church of the Holy Spirit. The lack of knowledge. The lack of flow of him. The lack, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to teach you this convention. One of the days I'm going to teach you how a Christian can practically relate with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Now stand to your feet. Let me show you something. As I close, very important. Now. Listen, let me show you your mistake. Let me show you your mistake. I need two chairs on the stage. Give me these two chairs. I need two chairs. On the stage. Yes. I need two chairs. No, put this one here. The big one here. Reverend Romeo, sit on this one. Sit on this one. Pastor Eliza, come and sit on this one. Now come. Watch this. I'm closing. This is God the Father. Seated on his throne. As I says one. He's seated on his throne. 
Amen. Eh? Psalm 9 and verse 4, he's enthroned. Uh, Revelation chapter 4, look at Revelation chapter 4, 1 and 2, quickly. Revelation chapter 4, 1 and, 1 and 2. After this, I looked at, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me. We said, come out here, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. He's, God is sitting on his throne. Where is Jesus? Jesus is seated on the right hand of God the Father. Amen? Eh? Yeah. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore sin also we are compassed about so that the crowd let us lay aside everyone and let us find patient the way that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the crowd despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne Chapter 2, 32 and 33. Acts chapter 2, 32 and 33. Alright? This Jesus had God raised up whereof we are all witnesses. Wherefore, being by the right hand of God exalted. Where is Jesus? Where is God the Father? He's sitting on his throne. Where is God the Son? He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Where is God the Holy Spirit? God the Holy Spirit is not in heaven. The Father is in heaven. The Son is in heaven. But the Spirit is on earth today. Since he came on the day of Pentecost, he had not gone. He's here. Why is he? Jesus said, John chapter 14, verse 16. Look at it. Look at the position of the Holy Spirit. He said, And I'll pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. So the Holy Spirit is in you. And the Holy Spirit is by you. And then he comes upon you for service. So the Holy Spirit is on earth. The God that we serve, and I'll teach you more about that tomorrow, is a three-union God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Where is the Father? In heaven, seated on his throne. Where is God the Son? He came to the face of the earth. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, but died, buried. He went into hell. On the third day, he arose and went into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. What is Jesus doing? Hebrew 
Hebrews 7.25. What is Jesus doing now in heaven for us? Hebrews 7.25. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the utmost that come unto him, unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So Jesus is seated in heaven and is making intercession for us. Now, as a Christian, when you go and steal, and you have to be disciplined, that Jesus will lift up the blood and say, please, you know, yes, that, that's why he died. Forgive him. He's interceding all the time. He's interceding all the time. For us. Where is God the Holy Spirit? That God the Holy Spirit was also in heaven. But on the day of Pentecost, he came. And since he came, he has not left. He's here. Now, look at Acts, Acts chapter 7 and verse 55. Acts chapter 7 and verse 55. Watch this. It helps us to know, once again, the location of the Godhead. Stephen, one of the deacons who was selected in Acts chapter 6 for the defense of the gospel, was being stoned to death. And God opened his eyes. What did he see? But he, alright, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Now watch this. Stephen was on earth. Stephen was on earth. He lifted up his eyes and saw the glory of God. And then saw Jesus standing at the right hand as usual of the Father. So the question is, where was the Holy Spirit? The Bible is about He being full of the Holy Ghost. Where? On earth. He being full of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is here. Now watch this. This is the mistake of Christians. The Holy Spirit has been sent. Maulikam. To be your helper. Your helper. I explained to you what that helper is. Advocate. To speak on your behalf. To console you. To comfort you. To support you. To be your, your uh, companion. To be your ally. To be your co-worker. To be your helpmate. How many of you remember all that? Yes. Your right hand man. When you want to make a decision, he's there to help you. Now watch. This is a Christian brother. This is a Christian brother. And the Holy Spirit is by his side. Whenever he's moving, the Holy Spirit is by him. By his side. Sit down. Sit down. Wait a minute. The Holy Spirit is by his side. Wherever. When he turns here. Wherever. Listen. The Holy Spirit is your companion. Do you remember I told you? It's your companion. Since the Holy Spirit came into your life, he's with you. He's with you. Now, he, he wants a job. Wants a job. The Holy Spirit has been sent as his helper. He knows everything. He is his counselor. He can counsel, advise him how to get a job. But this is a mistake. You see him kneeling down. Kneeling down and crying. Crying to God the Father. Crying to God the Son. 
to them. Oh God, I speak up. Oh God, I need a job. Give me this job in the bank. Oh God, I need a job. I want to work in the bank. Oh God. He said, he said this is a job. He wants to work on the bank. And the father, and the father and the son are looking at him and they are saying, What is wrong with you? What is wrong with him? Why did we send him the helper? A helper has been to guide you, to help you. They are wondering. I've sent you your helper. You don't need to water me. He's there, always with you. If you can find him. Look. The work, the helper, eh? he knows that there's a job vacancy here. And he has touched the heart of this manager. So, 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 now come. Tell him, Lord Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, please help me to get a job. Holy Spirit, help me to get a job. Holy Spirit, help me to get a job. And then when you write an application, before you go, this Holy Spirit has come to touch, touch his heart. Touch his heart. The Holy Spirit. You are going to relate with Him. You are going to speak to Him. You are going to pray to Him. You are going to receive His help in your help, in your ministry, in your marriage, in everything that you are doing. From today, there's a helper. There's a helper. There's an advocate. There's an ally. There's a supporter. There's a friend. Receive His help. Receive His help. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Pray. Tell him. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to you. Stand your feet and lift up your hands. Pray. Pray. I am coming back to you. I recognize you as my helper. Help me to study. Help me to do my business. Help me to do my ministry. Help me to plant churches. Help me to marry. Help me to find a good wife. Help me find a good husband. Show me the profession that I should do. Holy Spirit, I recognize you as my helper. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. We are praying. 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 Lada Sakaya. Mande Sehe. Ayanda. Ayande. Mariani Nibaho. Salivo. Salivo. Salivo, 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 laya, 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 shabalivo. Now look at me. Lift up your two hands. It's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. From today, I recognize. That you are my helper. You are my colleague. You are my co-worker. You are my friend. You are my companion. You are my ally. You are my supporter. You are my advocate. From today, as I clap my hands and as I pray, send me help. Clap your hands and pray and ask for help.
my ministry. Help me. Help me to help you. Help me to pray. Help me to study the Bible. Help me in my business. Holy Spirit, give me Holy Spirit, give me counsel. Holy Spirit, give me dreams. Give me visions. I need you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for neglecting you. I'm so sorry for neglecting you. I'm so sorry for neglecting you. Christian life. Many of you, you don't pray. Your prayer life is zero. Many of you don't have any appetite for the word of God. Many of you, you don't have strength. You are living a life of sin. You know it. I want you to pray and say, Holy Spirit, help me in my spiritual life. Revive me. Revive us again. Revive Again, let your spirit within revive. So, Holy Spirit, help me in my spiritual life. Send me revival, personal revival. Revive my prayer life. Revive my my Bible study life. Revive my spirituality. My righteousness. As I clap my hands. Send me. Revive and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Revive us. Again. Let your stay. Front, I need to lay my hands on you. Your prayer life, your Bible reading life. You don't witness anymore. When I lay my hands on you, sit down. My life, oh, yes. 
Yes. Receive revival. You can pray again. The joy for prayer has come. Oh, yes. You can study the Bible. Everybody, lift up your voice and speak in the Holy Ghost. Speak in the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. The helper is here. The helper is here to help you. The helper is here to help you. To pray. One more time. To draw you to Jesus. To draw you to Jesus. Yes. Touch me with your hands. Jesus. Touch me. Lift up your voice and sing it. Everybody now. Oh, 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 oh. 
Send them help. Send them help. Send them help. Things that they have not been able to do, cause us to be able to do it. Things that we have not overcome, let them end today. Because we are sending us help. Strengthen your people with might in the inner man by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we love you. Lift up your hands and tell the Holy Spirit, I welcome you to my life. You are my helper. Tell him, speak to him. I welcome you. Tell him, I'm so sorry for forsaking you. You have been here with me. 
that I've forgotten about you. But I'm coming back to walk with you, to see for your help. Yes. Yes. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We bless you. We exalt you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now receive your healing. If you are sick in any part of your body, place your hand there right now. Receive your healing. The helper is a healer. The helper is a healer. When the people saw him, they started walking everywhere he went. When the people saw him, they started we believe you have been blessed by this message we invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday, 9.30 a.m., Jesus Encounter Service. Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., Glory Encounter R. There's an all-night, the last Friday of every month. There's also counseling sessions from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily from Tuesday to Friday. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.